and welcome back to Hey Einstein Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is known in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, best club in Europe, best club in the world for that matter. But we are a little bit biased. I am your host, Brian in KC. You can follow me on Twitter, that is at KCSGE, or if you want to call it X, you can follow the podcast on X, that is at HEF. Pod. The Eintracht is busy in the men's side and the women's side, so we cover it from all bases, uh, giving dual respect to uh, each side of the club that is Eintracht Frankfurt. Ways that you can follow the podcast is heyeintrachtfrankfurt at gmail.com for whenever you have a question uh, to throw to us. We'll read them out on the air, or we'll just take uh, the criticism as it does get thrown. I just know when to duck. Uh, other ways to get in contact with the show or follow the show. That is Hey Andrew Frankfurt on Instagram, hefpod.com, where our new uh, stats master uh, can be found to be able to monitor all your Bundesliga stats for the match day. Just go to hefpod.com in addition to find out where Phil Eintracht fans are watching the Eagles play. And uh, of course, uh, uh, Facebook.com slash HEFpod for your latest Eintracht news and information in the English language found there. So, without further ado, i uh, got two gentlemen to be able to go through all the Eintracht action, and it is from the East Coast. Matt in the great state of New York. How are you doing? What's up, Big Bri? <laughs> things are good. Things are good. Uh, please tell me you have not bought a rinky-dinky boat. <laughs> not yet. I'm not at that, that stage yet. Give me maybe five years, then maybe we can talk about that. I'll pick you up at actually. How about that? Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, just pick me up at LaGuardia. I'll just need to make sure that I do not head towards the dock that leads to Rikers Island, as opposed to you know the actual bay and East, uh, East River. That is. <laughs> A lot can happen in five years, Brian. Who knows? Uh, we just been picking you up from Rutgers Island. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that got uh, that deviated a little bit further than expected. Uh, for a man who loves his deviations from one eagle to another, it is none other than Garrett in the Motor City. Hey, bud, how's the UAW scaring the pants out off of everybody? Um, we are what. Four or five days into this current strike shutdown, um, no, no seems to be sign of a talks ha- uh, merger happening on there. Um, the Lions lost yesterday. Um, Detroit City led in five goals in Phoenix, but you know what? Frankfurt is not is going on the up and up somewhat. So something to look forward to. Something to look forward to indeed. So let's get right to it. Eintracht in the Bundesliga was taking on our lovely, lovely miners of the Bundesliga, that blue and vice uh, team, blau and vice, excuse me, uh, team from the rule pot. And uh, this team that I am talking about is uh, Val FL Bochum. Eintracht took on the Blues and had a 1-1 draw. Just remember this time uh, last season when we took on Bochum, it was nil-nil going in deep into the second half, and then we crapped ourselves. 
We crapped ourselves and gave out three goals and let Bochum just kind of run a riot. This, I think, is a sign that there are better times to come in terms of we're not just kind of letting horrible results just pop up out of, you know, thin air. Um, Matt, it's been a second since we've had you rant and rave about the Eintracht not providing us with a clean sheet. So I'll give you the first whack at your thoughts on Eintracht and a 1-1 draw with uh, Bochum. I mean, there's a couple of factors in this, right? I mean, Bochum is probably one of the strongest home Bundesliga teams, um, you know, in, in, in recent memory, probably, you know, I mean, the last time I feel like they really got thrashed was like against Wolfsburg or like maybe against Stuttgart last season. But other than that, like, you know, they've, they've tied Dortmund twice at home. They've, they, they just don't lose at home, essentially, you know, I, I don't think they've lost at home so far this season. And, yeah, they're with one of the biggest um, results being against Dortmund back in August. So, and th- that that is that one part of piece. The other piece that I think is so tough for us is we're we're such a brand new team. And like in the moment of Sunday, I was just thinking like you know like fuck this, like fuck that, like you know just dropping all <laughs> these f bombs, like having all this like overreaction moment. And just for the fans uh, at home as well, for the American fans, I'm a New York Jet fan, so it wasn't the best week for me. So I just had to get there, so, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it's a whole new team. It's a whole, we're playing with a whole new team with a whole different system. And I mean, there were some moments where I thought Tutu actually played, you know, phenomenal. But then there's a couple of moments, especially towards the end of the first half, where I thought he was a complete dipshit. But we're, we were still meshing together, you know, it, it, it clearly kind of started Jessic and Kankum didn't, didn't seem like it was the best sort of start. We definitely had a little bit more offensive fluidity in the second half. Once we did start Omar Marmouche, um, up there. Um, I think, um, when Paxson Aronson kind of got subbed in for, uh, Mario Gutsa, I thought he brought in a little bit more energy in there. Gutsa kind of got a little bit frustrated throughout the game, but I mean, we're still trying to figure out what our lineup is. We haven't had a consistent lineup yet so far this season. And maybe that's just a combination of the games that we have. I didn't think Niels and Kunku played his, um, his best game either, but I, I, it's not, it's not like that they all played like a bad game. It's just we, we just aren't, we haven't been a team together. I mean, think of all the losses that we've had from the summer going from, you know, the worst number, uh, the worst person to weather number nine shirt in our, in our club history to Jesper Lindstrom, to Kamada, to Indica, to freaking, you know, Christopher Lentz is even a huge loss, essentially, on the left side. So it's, it's hard to, yeah, Jibril So, that was another big guy. So it's, it's hard to put any blame or anything like that. It's, it's just, I think the bigger, the bigger question is, or the bigger, um, question mark we have is, you know, how much patience do we as fans have uh, to give these guys until, you know, we can see some results that we expect from this team, you know, from previous years where, you know, we should be fighting for Champions League. Like, we know we can play with the big boys. We just have to get there. So, there's that rant for you, Brian. And loved every bit of it. Garrett, please fill in, fill us in on your views of how Eintracht tactically improved compared to uh, recent results. I think the last year, well, well, the first year was 2-0, and we caught, it was three days after a European match when we uh, played Olympiacos at home in Europa League. Last year, it was a 3-0 loss late in the match, like three goals late, 
like four days after we played Spurs. Um, this year was the first match back after an international break. Um, still unbeaten in all competitions, despite the fact, you know, we had two draws coming into this. And, like, I got the highlight show on um, to, like, literally lay on to the highlights now because I had the match on where I was at on Saturday for my mom's birthday, but, you know, I was kind of looking up and down a lot. I think we created some good moments and opportunities. I thought the 3-4-3 is a young, fluid thing. We got a, as um, Matt, you've said this, that we got a young lineup, um, not just in Goncom, but, like, Larson's getting, like, really starting to, like, make his spot in the starting lineup. Uh, the second half, I think not only did Marmouche coming on, but Kiabi uh, coming on, I think helped a bit um, in addition to Paxson Harrison. The goal that uh, Dina and Bembe scored, you know, just Marmush, Kiabi creating a thing, running it out. Dina's a stud, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dina and Bembe, like, you know, Dina and Bembe is a great, versatile player because we've seen him do incredibly well. Like, I always thought his best position was on the flanks, but he's really thriving right now when he comes on as, like, um, a, set, a box-to-box center midfielder, except he's got a bit more aggressiveness than Gibraltar in finishing off chances. Like the goal that he scored that went to VAR but eventually became in his favor, you know, he just he read the situation right and saw that Marmosh forced the save. All right, I have a chance to get this at, get a chance at the end of this and bury this, and he fucking let it rip. Um, you know, the goal that was so we were award Balkan were awarded a pen. It's one of those soft. It's what soft. Yeah, but you want to know what? It's one of those fluky moments that just seems to happen with the Adler at times. It's just you know, and it's one of those moments that you know, penalty was called. Uh, Stalker buried it. Um, the only, uh, I mean, I mean, Trap made a good moment, an opportunity to try to get a save on it. Um, so unfortunately, we gave up a lead. And, you know, we didn't get three points here. Bright side, this is a a result as opposed to getting clean sheeted the last two years in Balkum. And as un, as weird as it still feels to say, because of the last three matches we've had in the league play, still undefeated in all <laughs> competitions. I love that. I mean, you, I mean, you hit it right there. I mean, we haven't lost yet, right? We... I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I like Jessica Nkankum to be a sub player for now, especially because he's so young. For him, he's been more successful on the sub than he has been starting. I mean, Granny's only started two games for us, but other than that, you kind of hit the nail in the coffin there. How do you feel about, well, let me, here's another two parts I want to get. One, how are we feeling about Larson? And two, are we of the belief with this uh, side question, but I think I popped this in in the group on Saturday night. Red shorts with the kit, a better look than the black shorts. Black shorts, I think. All black. I, I Always all black. I, um, I like the red, but if it wasn't for the black shoulder piping, then yeah, red all day. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the, the home kit. I'm actually really a big fan of the conference league kit that we have. Um, but, going, but, but going to the side of thing, Larson, I mean – he he definitely has potential to be very special, you know, especially uh, with Shkiri kind of sitting next to him. It kind of gives him the opportunity to kind of be a little bit more, um, I guess, like organized, you know, because that way he can kind of just 
command the midfield or not command the midfield but more but kind of be in that space so that he gives the opportunity for Shkiri to you know create more opportunities for Gutsa or Omar Marmouche or whoever's going to make that run for them even freaking Nkunku when he makes that a uh, left-sided run so I think he's definitely gonna he's gonna be a really good asset especially as you know Roda will probably come into play here and there um I, I'm I was actually kind of hoping to see how um, the Ferris Chibi guy uh, would kind of sit in that middle for us, but I know he's a little bit more of an attacking player. I mean, I, I, yes, there's. I don't, it's just so hard to make a make a depiction out of this because, like I said, we're such a new team. Like it's a whole different midfield essentially. I mean, besides Buta, maybe, and you know, there's definitely some growing pains that we're going to be suffering, you know, throughout these next couple of games. But Larson, right now, like him. Once yeah, that's how I'm feeling on young, him too, yeah. Exciting. Just seems to have a lovely drive in terms of uh, just, a, just a real engine, a real knack for the game. And there's a reason why uh, he, got, he was a starter so early in the Swedish league and that the Eintracht scouts recognized that, hey, this is a guy who's popping off he's already showing that he can boss this league let's see what he can do when he's put in a much bigger pressure cooker that is the Bundesliga so really liking his personal development um this match I will I've got to say this was the moment that I was waiting for was when uh recent Bochum signing Gazzano Paciencia came back onto the pitch uh I miss that guy he was um, <laughs> just a lovely character to have around. You saw in the post-match reactions, like how much uh, for the players that are left over from hit, that are, that knew him, that got to work with him. You could just even just Gonza and Gonza only had like I think it was just like the preseason working with him, but they're all everyone was giving him fist bumps, hugs all around for the guy was a player who really embodied, you know, Hey, don't, don't care if I'm a bit part player, I'm coming out and giving it my all his goals in the group stage of the 21, 22 Europa league season really, uh, allowed Mr. us 90th to get, minute. yeah, just Mr. Late goals, uh, Antwerp Olympiacos, though, those goals, Antwerp on Thanksgiving, right? Top. Yeah. Allowed us to finish top of the group. And if we had finished in the playoff, in second in the playoff round, who knows what could have happened? I don't think we win the European. I don't think we win the Europa League at that point. I think things just worked out for us in finishing top. So you got into the quarterfinals automatically with the way that they determined as formatted nine now. And uh, yeah, he's going to forever. Uh, I'm forever indebted because he was a key man and bring us that silverware and doesn't look beautiful in our trophy cabinet. Yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly. I mean, you know, he wasn't maybe the uh, the most statistical like player on you know in, in Frankfurt history, but like he not only did he score very important goals for us, but he was such a huge locker room guy that he brought everyone together, like. Uh, People who didn't even play enough minutes were like, you know, still engaged on the bench where you don't see that with a lot of professional teams. Like this guy just, he, I think he just really embodied everything that the club was standing for. He loved how, the, how 
uh, the fans were always but like how we were always behind them with through wins and losses maybe not us necessarily on the podcast but you know either or we're still chanting and all that I mean he really I think he really bought into the culture that we kind of provided and you know that kind of what that what that's what makes him you know a, a forever Frankfurt legend for us 100% anything I uh, care before we kind of move on I think Gonzalo Paciencia was one of those guys when I was, like, really fully getting into, like, fully stamping into, like, getting into Frankfurt, like, a name that, because I think he, in eighteen nineteen he was just coming back from his knee injury, and he comes on as a sub to beat Hoffenheim, uh, a brace in stoppage time at Fortuna Dusseldorf, the goal against Benfica away to cut it to 4-2 so we can win 2-0 at home on away goals to get to the semifinal. Um, but also like off the field, you guys were talking about, um, the, one of the best romances of all time is Gonzalo Paciencia and Timmy Chandler. Um, (laughs) and you know, I think as well as like when Andre Silva had a really good run in this time here, I think what would have happened if Paciencia wasn't there as a fellow countryman to get him fully acclimated into, into the club. And both of them got caps for Portugal based off of how they were playing for Frankfurt. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Alrighty. That kind of takes care of what's going on in the Bundesliga. Uh, In case anyone was wondering what else is going on, uh, it's kind of interesting because you had a top end table class between Bayern and Leverkusen go. 2-2 2-2 at the death. Quite interesting things unfolding there. Leipzig basically continuing on ever since that uh, first match defeat at the hands of Leverkusen has rattled off three straight victories. Quite interesting there. Um, Hoffenheim has got three victories along with Stuttgart who had three victories. Kind of interesting. Deja vu for them. Yeah, no kidding. Serge Grassi looking really good for Stuttgart. I realize it's mid-September, but you know what? We've got we got a little bit of weird going on in the Bundesliga. Hoffenheim's been a team in the crapper for quite a few seasons, as has Stuttgart, and now each of those teams is in the European places. Granted, we're just four matches in, so thirty more to go, but. Uh, Long live but Hoffenheim was like Hoffenheim was in a Champions League spot like nine games in last year, and then the second half of the season they may as well haven't showed up on games because they just didn't win after that as, and almost got relegated. Yeah, until the Matarazzo's kind of turnaround on what was considered to be his "Hey, win or you're fired" match. They won. They got. They scraped through a couple more points and. They were able to survive when they were looking down the barrel of straight relegation because I think they had gone nine matches without a point. The best part is Mainz not having a freaking win and only scoring three goals and being at the very bottom of the table. They're, that, my friends, is beautiful. Their defense Damn looks it. ragged, based between, especially how Bremen tore them apart before the break and what Stuttgart did this weekend. Yeah. Uh, it is a little telling that uh, Cone and Mines, both on one point, along with Darkshat, all three of those guys Eintracht faced in the first three matches of the season before the Bokel match, and all we have is draw versus Cone, draw versus Darmstadt, the only points that each of those guys got, and a win over Darmstadt. 
So I'm a little bit looking. I'm wondering if that's going to bite us in the butt. Though, you know what? At the time that those matches were played, the results were what the results were. Going to Mines for us is just a bogey uh, event. And we were, I felt, cheated against Cone. Kind of how things went against Volcom. But you know what? Got to move on. Hey, uh, why does Byron win but all this the could titles? Be the, this could be the Diva season, Brian. Mm. This could be the early Divas showing up, and we just don't know that the, the, the Divas here. This reminds me a lot of 2021 when we didn't win for, what, three months and we kept drawing, and then <laughs> we finally won just before the mid uh, the mid-winter break, and then we went red hot in the second half until that damn announcement for Adi Hooter, and then, yeah, we know how it ended up, but it's given me a lot of similarities right now just because it's like, okay, we're doing enough to get a point, but we haven't clicked that next level yet. All right. Fair enough. All right. Other Eintracht stuff going on. So the reserves playing in the original Liga Sudvest uh, played their eighth match of the season at the weekend, and they won again. Six matches in a row with a victory. The Eintracht Spy are now tops of uh, the Regional Liga Sudvest. One can wonder what is to come next, but so far, so good. Very impressive. I'm not going to head ourselves, but golly, wouldn't it be amazing if uh, if they got a... Wouldn't it be amazing yeah, that why not? if they Maybe got... Maybe one of the dogs up there with like FC Bayern 2 and Dortmund 2 and all those guys. There's a, we'd finally be in the position to, I think, be able to send a guy, keep the guy in the reserves for like two seasons. Hey, now you've cracked it. You're 20. You've got like, you know, a season and a half of the Drifter Liga of experience. Take on a, a season in the Zweite Liga at wherever. Then one can imagine that you should be ready to make a step up and start being a player who uh, will be a depth guy uh, for the Bundesliga side, making Bundesliga appearances, and hopefully uh, pushing that much more in your personal player development. But optimism, boys, optimism. All right. Uh, always optimistic for this segment uh, is hashtag what are we drinking? Yes, Oktoberfest is currently going on in Germany. So I'm curious of what everyone brings. So, Matt, what do you have for us for hashtag what are we drinking? I was actually drinking some Paulaners this weekend. So kind of went the, back the Oktoberfest route. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Paulaner. There we go. There we go. And, uh, Garrett, what do you got for us? Um... I have a combination of I got a glass of water and I just cracked open a can of Dr. Pepper cream soda, which is hitting the spot. Interesting combination. Uh, I happen to be rock and rolling with Varsteiner Oktoberfest in mine. Uh, it's one of my favorites uh, of all time and it's hitting the spot today. And I couldn't think of a better one to have for this hashtag what are we drinking segment. That wraps up segment one. 
uh, stay with us for segment two, of which we will be talking about the Frauen and our European exploits. So stay with. back for segment two of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. So I mentioned that the uh, Frauen, uh, Frauen Corner is back. We had a huge preview most recently in the last episode. Take a look at the season. And uh, one thing that is fun is the fact that the Frauen Bundesliga is back. First matches of the weekend occurred. Uh, in between that time as well was Eintracht's match in the second round of the Deve Pokal. Uh, Eintracht kind of coasted through their match. Uh, what was it? Eight, nine, no. Uh, I kind of lost track after a while. Uh, but more importantly was their draw for the Women's Champions League. The second uh, stage of qualifiers has been announced. And Eintracht couldn't have gotten a better opponent than what they did. So Eintracht will have a home match at the Waldstadion and an away match in uh, Prague. So the exact dates and times have yet to be announced. But, uh, but the first match will be either on the 10th or 11th of October with the second leg on the 18th or 19th. So... Eintracht has got uh, Sparta Prague, and ours could not honestly have asked for a better team to play, uh, especially when you have Manchester United, second place team in the English League, the Women's Super League, facing off against the second team from the French League in Paris Saint Germain. You got two of the big fish going up against each other, just kind of edged out of that, and it just helped the odds uh, for Eintracht and we drew Prague. Guys, um, I it's ways off for us to plan for this match, but on paper, this couldn't have turned out any better. Sounds like it. Sounds like it's in our favor for sure. 100% agree because it's like, you know, at the very worst, probably you were thinking we could have gotten PSG, we could have gotten Real Madrid. So, I mean, Sparta, is a, Sparta Prague is going to be, you know, it's one of those, it's like, let's go and do the work. We've already had kind of experience playing Slovakia um, a couple weeks ago, so just keep on rolling. Exactly. Eintracht couldn't honestly be in a better position to uh, take on their European exploits, and here's why. Because this past weekend took on uh, Essen, got defeated by Essen, away from uh, the home ground, and what is, what do you learn more from uh, the season? It's learning how to pick yourself up off the canvas after you've been knocked down for me, and I do realize that, yeah, it's just the first match of the season. You know, there's 21 more still left to go. Uh, but for me, a wake-up call here, losing to Essen away, is more of a, hey, you know what? You kind of need to be ready for 
any match at any time. And you can't just, you know, be totally hung over from European exploits and your uh, cup uh, victory that was midweek. Um, I look at this as a learning opportunity and one that the ladies will take well in hand. Um, I think going forward, uh, well, yeah, we'll just uh, this. It is it what it is, and we will uh, be the better for it. Anything you guys want to add? I mean, we can't be dropping games like this because you know Wolfsburg and Bayern aren't going to drop games like that. So, well, Bayern did. Yeah, well, that's the only game we'll drop all season. Whereas we <laughs> may not. I think from the highlights from the highlights that I saw of the match, I took a look at the stat line and something like we had almost three quarters of possession in the match, but both Essen and Frankfurt were similar in the chances that they created. Um, and of the highlight reel, I think Frankfurt had some good looks. It was just in that match, Essen's looks were the one, two of them went into the back of the net. So I think maybe in another day, you know, you one or two of those of ours come in and maybe it's a point, maybe it's three points. Um, but this is one of those things. It's like, Matt, like you said, no days off. Yep. Uh, for the ladies, uh, weekend off, but uh, match day two, Wolfsburg. Woof. Talk, about a, talk yeah. about a big team to have to take on when it does come to getting back to action. And, uh, yeah, uh, Wolfsburg uh, was able to uh, win their match over uh, Leverkusen at the weekend. I did mention uh, Bayern Munich did not get the victory. They had a late dramatic 2-2 uh, draw with SC Freiburg. And you know what? Going to take advantage of this and the fact that there's a learning curve. And, hey, ladies, got to go right at it. Got to take on Wolfsburg in the next uh, Bundesliga and we'll match and I think with the fact that uh, so that will be happening at the 1st of October, that will happen uh, around about uh, 10 days ahead, uh, the Champions League match, that will be for Eintracht the best way to get prepared for anything and everything that there is to come. So that being said, we have Europe next, boys. Who knows anything about Aberdeen? I know absolutely nothing besides the fact that our good friend Derek Ray's from there and that they're from Scotland. That's all I know about it. <laughs> yeah. So well, educate me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so what we, uh, so what I did, uh, I actually spoke with uh, Aberdonian podcaster, and we've got an idea of what Aberdeen has. They have a team that is practically at the bottom of the Scottish top division, a team that has lost to each Edinburgh club that is Hibernian and Hearts, each of whom individually was finished in, in the European places in Scotland. So they played in the conference uh, qualifiers and got knocked out by, uh, uh, gosh, Aston Villa and uh, Pauk. That's a lucky. So yeah, Pauk was one hard. Of the, one and of the Hibernian was Villa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And for this this sort of a uh, situation, Aberdeen cannot be coming into this in any worse shape. Right now, they're uh, 
unhappy with the manager. They're unhappy with the way that the players have been playing. They looked bad against a Swedish side in their own qualifiers, so they had a chance to qualify for uh, the group stage of the Europa League and failed. Uh, Haken is the uh, Swedish team in question. And, uh, yeah, they are coming in in such banged-up shape that this could be the perfect palate cleanser uh, for us after having the bitter pill that is Bochum having tasted our mouths. And now we have Aberdeen, a team from Scotland who is on the struggle bus of struggle buses. And yeah, to me, this couldn't be a better time for the Eintracht to be taking on uh, a squad at the Vogtstadion. And I'm looking at this match, boys, from the Eintracht tinted glasses and calling for a domineering 3-1 victory. I mean, we're at minus 700 according to the bookies, which just means we're just a landslide favorite for all those non-gambling degenerate people. Non-degenerate people, excuse me. Um, And I mean, this is, I mean, we're going to, hopefully we can continue our, uh, or not winning ways, but non-losing ways here against, um, you know, Aberdeen. I mean, we're going to be home. Hopefully, we're going to wear those really, really sexy conference league kits that they were wearing at, against Levski, um at home. And, you know, I'm really looking for some key, I'm looking for some like consistency here in our lineups, you know, uh, you know, I kind of want I, I'm not I'm not too sure if I want to see Jessica and Conkham in front there. If it's a kind of a situation, where we just kind of get some minutes and get uh, get him a little bit more comfortable than sure. But I kind of really want us to have this game as an opportunity to solidify our starting lineup. And what does that look like? I think Omar Mamou should stay up there. I think Guts and Dina are a good a good fit. Um, definitely um, Nkunku on the left side, Shkiri in the middle with um, not necessarily Larson, but let's put in Chibi in there. Let's see why he's worth, you know, the 8 to $10 million that we paid him for towards the end of the transfer window. And then, you know, continue with Buta, Pacho, Koch, and Tuta in our back line. And boys... Pacho is probably going to be twice, maybe three times better than Evan and Dika was for us. And I know I'm only saying this four wow. games in, but he is a commanding presence back there. And I could not be more than excited for him, to, for his Frankfurt career, for his career to flourish through Frankfurt, essentially. Um, and I will... Yeah, he, he, he's just a dominating force, I've been, and I'm convinced by that. But, yeah, I'm looking for consistency here, and hopefully we can, you know, get that in our first, you know, group game against Aberdeen. And with that being said, I think we're going to win this as well in the thrashing style, but I'm going to go with 4 nothing, Brian, because someone's got to beat you up there. <laughs> that will work. And, oh, look, I will give some kudos to Pacho. He comes from this Ecuadorian club that's been producing players going like coming out their ears into Independiente del Valle. They're not like one of the big teams from Goyalquil uh, who you know get like who play in big big stadiums. This is a small team that is run exclusively to produce and sell on players. Uh, for those who listen to the BBC World Football phone-in, uh, Tim Vickery, uh, the South American correspondent, has been singing the praises of this club for years. They have, like, the club that he's coming from basically is run like a European outfit, and they have European uh, coaches that are 
bring you through these guys. And it's just been a hot house for uh, top in players. And it is quite an interesting. Uh, it's it's quite an interesting club and in what they've been able to. Uh, the kind of talents that they've been able to produce. And Pacho, to me, is just that next player who's coming through. He's just having to take a second to adjust to the way that things are. Uh, Tuta, being a fellow South American, does help. God, I would give anything for El Capitan to be back. But, yeah, I'll, well, you know what? Can't turn, or Henty. Can't turn back with. Can't turn back the clock there. Or Henty. Yeah, God loves Henty. Uh, but Koch, uh, Pacho, and Tuta, it, they're going to go from strength to strength. Each match becoming more cohesive, figuring themselves out, get that squad, get that cohesion going. And uh, I'm looking forward to what is next. And Pacho was just playing in some big World Cup qualifiers for Ecuador just days ago. So the guy is uh the guy is ready to go and uh he's already gone he's already dealt with Messi uh scoring a goal against him in a PK. They held them other Argentina otherwise to a shutout where he was uh part of that team that uh did that and they beat Uruguay. He's a guy on the up and up, and I love to see what happens next. Garrett, I'm sorry, I sabotaged a moment where you could have uh Waxed on about the predictions for Eintracht versus uh, Aberdeen, so I'll let you have it at now. I think the thing to note about Aberdeen uh, in Scottish Premiership: uh, five matches played, no win, zero wins, two draws, three losses. You mentioned that they uh, two uh, nil twos to the both Edinburgh clubs in Hearts and Hibernian, uh, so nine goals allowed in five games, three scored. So that tells me that, you know, on a normal day, they could be weak production, uh, production wise. Um, and now they are going to be going, coming into the Vault Stadion. Um, just another beautiful, uh, European night, um, in Amherzen von Europa. Um, I'd start in Gonkum, I'd start Kiabi, I'd start in Bembe. Um, get some a little bit of the rotation in unless you feel like you want to keep Larson going with this run of matches he's had. Um, and Cuckoo starting would be good, but I honestly feel like with Freiburg on the weekend, I almost kind of want to see Philip Max come in on Thursday in the left and get in Cuckoo ready for Freiburg. Um, is, I don't know if Philip Max is on the roster. Oh. That's a good point. It's Knopf on the yeah, roster. He is not. He's not on the uh, Europe League roster. Okay, Knopf's on the roster though, right? No, I don't think oh. so either. Oh, okay. yeah, we don't have any lefties. Wow, good room. point. Holy shit! Wait, pause. Of, uh, what? <laughs> what do we have for the you guys what we have for the roster? Because I feel like that's going to be that gives us an idea of like how much can we actually rotate. From Thursday and Sunday. This is a forced but, rotation to me. This, this is, is going to bite us rotation. in the ass. Oh, oh my god! You know what? You know what? We're going to have to work through it, guys. And this is not the Champions League. This is the Europa Conference League now. First match in is going to be interesting. But hey, 
three nil three oh yeah three nil Eintracht over Aberdeen. This is a great chance to get a clean sheet. This is a great chance 100%. to get your attack going. Um, and you know, Matt, you said it best. That black with the red stripe. Um, it's going to be magic. Um, let's roll right now on Thursday. Look good, feel good, baby. And I totally agree. I'm looking forward to look. I'm looking forward to what is next for the Eintracht, and this provides us kind of like with Ronaldo being sold on the very last couple hours of the transfer window. Where hey, you know what? You're gonna have to figure figure it out as you go along. Let's go for it. This is a unique opportunity for us to be able to test ourselves in a rotating squad basis at a level that is not the Bundesliga level that can allow for development to occur. So, you know what? First home match, that's going to be a test. Second match away in Greece, oh boy, that was going to be a fun one. And shucks, if we come away with six points from that, boys, I'm looking at Helsinki as a vacation destination as we just kind of glide through the rest of it. But... First things first, Eintracht needs to defeat Aberdeen, which I am positive we will. Uh, You can watch that for our fellow Americans. It is going to be on Paramount Plus. So all the action will be uh, done on Paramount Plus for all the Europa Conference games now that we've reached the group phase. That's how that competition will ensue. So looking forward to it. All right, boys. That being said, let's kind of rattle off where people can find us on social media. Matt, where can you be found when you're not hobnobbing with uh, the Holy Polloi in New York City? I can be found on the X space at Matt SGE underscore New York. Uh, you can find us on Instagram as well at HeyHR Frankfurt. And uh, definitely check out the website that Chris uh, spoofed up for all of you with some Fancy dandy uh, statistics and whatnot, or statistic zona, as we call it. <laughs> exactly. I really liked the layout that they had for it. I had no idea of what to expect, and so far, pleasantly surprised. All right, Garrett, where can we find uh, you in the social media landscape of the world? Um, personal Twitter, uh, GM Comats. Also, Instagram is GM Comats, and the Discord is GM Comats. Um, hey, I track fight for Detroit uh, on Twitter, also at Detroit SGA. So um, that's essentially all that you can find me on right now. But we may make an IG for the Detroit uh, group. I'll talk to Chris on that. Um, for any in the area, we will be at Hamlin Pub in Rochester uh, for the Freiburg match on Sunday. Alrighty, sounds great. That's going to wrap it up for this episode 282 of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. We'll be back again with more Eintracht news and information next time around. But until that time, choose. This could be the diva season. This could be the early diva showing up, and we just don't know that the diva's here. Hey, I'm Frankfurt, la 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 la.